This episode of App Slappy is brought to you by GoDaddy. At GoDaddy.com, use the codes APP1, APP2, or APP3 to save all kinds of money at GoDaddy.com. You are listening to App Slappy Podcast with Scott and Eric. Attention. Scott and Eric. No. Derp. Hey everybody, welcome back to App Slappy. This is App Slappy episode 60, the podcast for App Store addicts covering all the hot news for your iPad, iPod, or iPhone needs. This is Scott. (laughs) This is Eric. (laughs) And Eric is in Mexico, dude. I'm calling live from Acapulco. Yep, he's using Skype over his iPhone, uh, iOS 4, hard at work. Are you doing this over over 3G or Wi-Fi? Uh, Wi-Fi. In the hotel? In the hotel because you know how expensive. Oh, first of all, I don't have any data down here. Oh, on my because it's way too expensive. Yeah, that's I've heard that it's pretty bad. Um, I have a friend I work with who often goes to China and it's terrible, terrible. Yes, I um, just turn it off. Yeah. So the hotel you're in, I've seen pictures of the view and stuff. You're Mr. Fancy Pants out there. It's very nice. Yeah. Have you spent much time on the beach? Uh, no, I've just been too busy. Yeah. Yeah, but the beach is right outside my, you know, my, my porch, my my veranda, Are you, oh if you will. Gosh, you have a veranda? <laughs> no, it's just a little balcony. <laughs> it has a uh, a hammock you can lay in on the on the balcony. Oh my gosh! So before we move on, are you going to spend any time at the beach, or is this just? Um, hopefully, it's no. just that. Uh, yeah, I've just been too busy, and look at what I'm like. I'm. I'm recording App Slappy. That's how I dedicated I am. You are a dedicated individual. Um, well, all right. I think that sounds good to me. Let's start the show and kick it off proper with this. News! All right. It's time for the news, and it's big news. We This is pretty much going to be... It is big. Yeah, yeah. This is our special... This is our show. Apple of... Apple event Yeah, we're going to cover the Apple event in the only way that we know how, which is talking about it. So Eric and I both saw it. I saw it live. Eric saw it shortly after. And first of all, before we get to the news and what they did, this is a first for Apple where they're testing out this new data center, and they they streamed the first event ever. um, Yes, that was awesome. And it kind of, the, the quality was really incredible, and it kind of rendered my need to look at any blogs or any live blogs sort of obsolete. I didn't need any of that this time. I know. And I wonder if this is kind of double-edged for them. First of all, they want to be able to have better control over their own presentation. Uh, but also, in a, in a way, they're sort of like saying, all right, well, we're, we're tired of you guys sneaking cameras in and doing your thing that you do. And so we're just going to do it official-like and then we control what stuff looks like and how it sounds and... And there you go. And it was really impressive. It looked really, really good. Yes, it was uh, very well done. Some people complain that it was only uh, good if you watched it over Safari on OS X. And it bugged some people to say, well, wait, they're basing this on HTML5 open standards, yet they're making it so it doesn't work on any other standards compliant uh, computer and or browser and or playing software. And that wasn't entirely true. You could get somewhat a decent stream through various uh, sources such as VLC had a way to do it and some other things. So there was actually some ways around it. But I think it was more Apple limiting their their uh, their bandwidth impact because they were going to get creamed. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have they could have really had a major like outage and problem and this would have looked really bad had they made it as widely available as possible. So I felt I mean a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, that's just apologist, you know, talk for Apple," but in the end it feels like they wanted to limit how much draw they had on these new servers and and to kind of measure that out and see what they can take and and why not do that by sort of limiting it to, a, you know, a certain platform. So I don't I don't know. But either way, I watched it on Safari on my Mac and it looked really great like no, I hadn't. I didn't have a single blip through, through the entire thing, so I was very impressed. Any closing thoughts on that? I, I had a chance to watch a little bit of the live before I had to go. Yeah, and I was really impressed. And I and I was actually streaming it onto my iPad. Yeah, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, I didn't do the phone or the iPad thing, but I hear it looked good. 
I should have tried that, but I was too enthralled with what they were saying. So let's move on to what they were saying. Um, all right, first up, he got up and said, you know, called out, who's often in the audience, he called out Steve Wozniak and sort of said, hey, check it out, it's my partner in crime, and had everybody clap for him, which I thought was so cool. Like, oh, yeah. those guys were 20 again, and somebody's, you know, garage making computers, and for a second there, you could kind of see all that happening again. But anyway, that was just really nice, because all the... The talk in the past has always sort of been, oh, those two are sort of estranged and they don't see eye to eye and, you know, it's not like it used to be or whatever. But that was really cool, I thought, to call him out. Uh, But let's move on to what was actually talked about. They talked about statistics. Uh, There are 120 million iOS devices. That includes iPhones, iPods, and iPads uh, in the wild. 230,000 new iOS activations per day, not including updates. And 6.5 billion downloads from the App Store that's 250,000 apps in the App Store now. Whoa. 250,000 apps? That is crazy. Yeah, that's banana time. Totally uh, amazed me. The next thing they talked about was uh, iOS 4.1 will be out next week. This features fixes for the proximity sensor, uh, which I've experienced quite a bit even on my, my 3GS. Uh, Bluetooth fix, iPhone 3G issues. There will also be support for HDR photos. Did it bug you a little bit that they called it HDR when really that's not what it was? Uh, why don't you think it's HDR? Well, it's not HDR in the sense that it's not doing that crazy look to photos. It's just bringing out, like, making the background look better and finding those middle tones. Um, that's what HDR is. Well, it kind of is. I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit of... Look at us. We have a we have this acronym that we are going to pretend now that we invented, and <laughs> we're the first. No, ones they that... didn't pretend they invented it. A I didn't little get that bit. At all. A little bit. I got the impression. Again, it may just be Steve has to speak to the lowest common denominator people that don't know what HDR photos are. But I would I something about that just smacked of like you know we know what these are. We know how this works. You don't have to tell everyone about this amazing technology that's that you pulled out of thin air. I don't know. Sometimes I get the impression that Apple does that just a little bit. You don't agree? Uh, I don't it seem like they're making it their own. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting that they put a lot of apps out of business on the app store by including that into their uh, camera app. Oh, that's true. I hadn't thought of it that way. You do, you have some apps that do this now, right? <clears throat> I do. Yeah. So this is going to kind of mess with that. Uh, let's see. This uh, the new OS has the ability to upload HD video or other devices. Uh, uh, to, excuse me, two other devices like Apple TV over Wi-Fi. They call this AirPlay. Still no wireless syncing, which nope. drives me crazy. Um, Ninety-nine cent TV download rentals. Game Center is coming with uh, with the uh, with the iOS yeah. update. That's pretty cool. So we'll finally get our hands on that. And they showed a little bit of that, but not a ton. It was mostly just sort of Xbox Live matchmaking stuff and friends lists and, and that sort of thing. But looks good. I'm excited to play with it and see what's going on there. Um, and what else? Uh, oh, and in uh, in other news, and this kind of bugged me a little bit, and I wanted to talk to you about this. We'll see iOS 4.2 for the iPad, iPhone, and iPod Touch. And this doesn't come until November. So the original estimate of September has slipped. Uh, we're not. Oh yeah, not getting our update. Are you? How do you feel about not getting it till then? Uh, I'm okay. Okay. I like, mean, it you, you don't. I'm okay. I just. I, it's like. Uh, I don't use my iPad that much. I use my iPhone more than I use my iPad, so that's probably why it doesn't bother me that much. Mm. Like when I'm on my iPad, it's for like you know entertainment stuff, like reading comics or watching Hulu or you know it's not. It's less of a. A workhorse compared to my iPhone, as far as like the multitasking is concerned, and right. that type of thing. Right. I'm kind of the opposite. I use my iPad way more than my phone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I'm. I just, I use it for a lot of different work-related things that I do, and it's just sort of taken. It's it's. I'll tell you what it has done. It's completely killed my notebook. I don't use my notebook at all. Um. I don't even know. I, I'm guessing the battery's drained dead now. I haven't touched it in probably two months. I haven't looked at it, so I think I think that that's the the one of the big catastrophes of of the iPad is that my notebook is not getting any love whatsoever. But waiting till November kind of bugs me just a little bit because I just feel like 
I don't know. I just the my phone is has these capabilities that I like so much that I feel like the iPad. I mean, what is the holdup? Why can't we get 4.1 out next week for that too? Are they waiting for the printing thing? Wireless printing that important to everybody that they want to wait until another build of this is done? That all seems really weird to me. What do you think? I don't. I I think they're just testing it. Probably it's not ready for prime time. What, do you, what do you think about uh, printing now on there? Think that's cool? Oh, that's cool. Wireless printing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know why they don't have that for uh, uh, the iPhone. Well, you they think will. it's gonna be available for the iPhone also. Yeah, I think four point two will. I think that update will add it to everything. He didn't say that explicitly, so who knows for sure. <laughs> but but it, no, it's interesting because it was it was just kind of like you're in Pages. It looks like it's something that was integrated with Pages. Maybe that's going to be a, an API that programmers can put into their own applications. Yeah, hopefully, I guess so. Yeah, if it's hoping, they, they would have to be able to, or else if it only works with Apple apps, that would really suck. So, I think we can safely assume that printing will come to all major apps with an update come uh, come four point two in November, which again still seems too long. I swear, by November we're going to be thinking about the next iPad. Is what I'm saying. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, this is great, but January we're launching a new iPad or even if it's in, you know, April or something there, you know, that's coming. And that, yep. that being the case, it's like, well, OK, give us these features sooner so we can enjoy them for a while before I'm, you know, before I'm tempted to go out and buy your new one, whatever that may be, which, you know, I'm going to end up doing. So it's like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I could get more out of what I already bought if they would just give me these features. And um, even just give me 4.0. I don't even need 4.1. Just give me the give me some multitasking, and you know, give me the ability to use some apps in the background and all that other stuff. I, you know, that's what I really want. <laughs> 275 million iPods sold to date, according to Steve. There is a new iPod Shuffle. It brings back the buttons that were missing from the third gen. The new model gets 15 hours of battery life per charge, and still provides voiceover support if you don't want to use the buttons. Comes in colors. Uh, two gigabyte is forty nine bucks. Pretty sweet deal for entry level MP three player price. Uh, I thought, but that thing's not really for us. What really blew my mind was the new Nano, and I to- oh my god, I totally that want was one. awesome. I totally want one. So um, the Nano is coming out in a new version. It gets rid of the video playback and the and the uh, video capture in the fourth gen model, which is kind of funny and weird. That the Nano has gone through some weird. Hoops, you know, like the first one and then the second revision kind of stayed the same. And then they went, Mm -hmm. this year we're going to make the little squatty short fat one. And then that one was okay, I guess. My daughter had it. And that's when they introduced video playback. And then the very next year they go long again, still with video playback. And then the next year they go a little longer and add video camera to the thing. And then they scrap all of that for a much smaller screen than they've ever had on the Nano. Maybe the first Nano was about this size, but it, you know, it was just a crummy little color screen. And they put uh, touch capability on it. And the touch capability, obviously, is the thing that puts it over the top. But it's just interesting that, you know, I, I mentioned this on Tech News Today yesterday, this idea that they release year over year new features that they claim we really want. You know, oh, yeah, we finally got a camera, or we finally got video on this thing, or... Or whatever, and then they just kind of go, Matt, forget those things that used to be magical additions to your sweet iPod. Now it's just an iPod with a touchscreen and a clip, and that's what you want. And I don't know, that kind of stuff is a little bit weird. I understand it. And the guy we were on with the show yesterday said, you know, somebody's always attacking, a, like the, whatever war you're in right now. Uh, I promise you in 10 years, it may be a di- very different war. So you might be fighting the Japanese in World War II, but you'll be fighting right alongside them, and, you know, the Gulf War or something like that, it makes a good point. I mean, they're just going to jump back and forth and change things as they see fit, so it's fine. But as, a, as it stands as a single device, I'm pretty stoked about that Nano, and I kind of tempted to get one to run and stuff, you know, to use that instead of my phone. Yeah, that was the one thing that, I, that really sparked my interest, was it, is to be able to have uh, the Nike Plus built into such a small device that you can clip anywhere. Uh, and just making exercising or any kind of activity so much easier than carrying this big bulky phone in my hand or, you know. Yeah. No talk from uh, Steve or any kind of indication that there'll be an app store uh, inclusion of any kind of apps for this. It looks like it's just going to be, you know, the firmware. I, I don't I don't see what, what 
what kind of apps you can make for it actually well that screen that small if it's like, got what, a, if it's got a pedometer in it doesn't it have to have that for nike plus yeah that's the nike plus has a transmitter that you put in your shoe and right. yeah but that's like a built-in thing so right so i'm just wondering if may, maybe it, the well, I mean, we always say this, but you know, what kind of apps could they make for it? I don't know exactly, but after he showed the watch uh, application on it and a few other things, I thought, well, you know, people are smart. Developers would come up with something cool uh, to, to play on this thing, but it's still an issue of whether or not Apple even cares about that or thinks it's even interesting to them at all. I mean, they they used to make games for the original iPod and for the iPod mm-hmm. Nano for a while, and that all yeah, kind of gotta- died. Yeah, because their screens were bigger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I'm not saying they the want screen games. Is, the screen is like so small. I don't know what what much more you could do with it as far as like apps. Yeah, I mean, the only thing maybe is that people could skin stuff or they could come up with a, I don't know. I mean, like a, can you, I mean, a, a version of, of uh, well, that wouldn't work because you don't have 3G. I was, I was going to say a version of Pandora or something, but I forget you got to have some kind of contract to do that. Well, you have to have a data connection. Yeah, you either have to have Wi-Fi, which of course they're not going to put in that little thing. So you're you're probably right. It's probably just going to be whatever it is, and they probably couldn't do much. But it's still intriguing. It's nice to see this uh, this this iOS getting pared down to devices that that can use it still and and make sense. Uh, so I, I'm terribly horribly tempted to to check that one out. And you what was can, the price point on that? Again? Price point was one uh, one forty nine for the eight gig and one seventy nine for the sixteen. It's a little pricey, but they, yeah. that's what they were before, so it's not that shocking. Um, yeah. Nano gets 24 hours of music playback and even larger variety of colors in the shuffle. Uh, they get uh, they added black and red to the, the color spectrum. Uh, let's see what else. What else? There was something else I was going to say about it. Oh, it uses that same A4 chip, which is which is interesting. Um, moving on to the touch. Okay, this is the biggest thing I thought that they showed. The the new iPod Touch is essentially your iPhone four minus a contract, and Steve even said that on the on the stage, which is interesting. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's basically your iPhone without a contract. It has the Retina display, the A four chip, the three axis gyro found in the iPhone four, front and back facing cameras, like we had heard rumored forever. FaceTime is now possible between iPod Touches and iPhones. The device has a whopping forty hours of battery life. Eight gig model." 32 gig model and 64 gig model and and geez if you're in the model if you're in the mood for much more storage the iPod Touch is the way to go at 399 oh. if if all you're trying to do is get you know everything but a contract uh it didn't I wasn't clear and I'm still not 100% clear and I I meant to look this up before we recorded today but I don't think it's all that clear that uh the camera is not it's not the same camera like you you can't do 720p video I don't think you can can you? Are you sure? Yeah, it's HD. HD video. I thought there was some limit on that. Let me just grab Apple's official spec real quick and check it out. Because it, it seemed like... Uh, let's see, Retina Display. Oh, you're right. HD video recording. Let's see what it says about the actual HD. Is it doing it in 720p? Uh, see, it never calls out... It says HD, but it never says what HD. Oh, and seeing the front camera is only VGA quality. That's one difference. The what was it? The the front camera is only 640 by 480. That's the same as the iPhone 4 camera. I thought that one did. Oh, we're talking about front facing. Never mind. So it's the rear camera. I really need this phone to, to compare, but... The rear, the the rear camera. See, they don't go into this here on on the iPhone spec. They talk about 720p, 720p, 720p all over the place. On the iPod spec, they don't mention 720p once. They say HD, and I wonder if that's like pared down. I don't know. Well, the thing is, is, isn't 720 the lowest HD you can get anyway? Well, 480p is technically HD by by technical no, it's standards. Not. By technical standards it is. 480p is a HD standard that quickly got No way. Of course it is. Of course it is. 480p. 480p. Yeah, 480 I'm not talking 480i. That's not a, that's an SD standard. 480p is considered technically an HD standard. However, 480p quickly got usurped by 720p, which quickly got 
a little bit usurped by 1080p, and who knows what's after that. But it is considered a high resolution. It is nothing near 720p, of course. But I'm saying technically you could get away with it. If they're not going to say words like 720p or numbers like 720p in here, they could be trying to get away with a 480p is all I'm saying. That's because the Wii claims. Yes, listen to this. That is stupid. It is stupid. I agree. But the Wii gets away with saying that they can play HD con- content when really it can ever, never max out past seven or four eighty p. So it happens all the time. Actually, there's a bigger, wider problem with HD anyway because people use it willy nilly. You know, they call stuff on the iPad HD, which is not technically true. They there's a new paint for your house called HD Paint. That's supposed to be high definition paint, which is total garbage. It's like what? We're not, you know, paint doesn't even count in the conversation. So I don't know. It's all pretty ridiculous. But I'm just saying, nothing here says 720p. But on the iPhone page, 720p all over the place. So you'd have to. Oh, here we go. Tech specs. Hold on. Let's look at this here. Uh, display. Okay, we don't care about that. Camera. Oh, it does. Video recording 720p up to 30 frames per second without audio. Still photos 960 by 720. So that is not a five megapixel, or that is not the five megapixel camera, though. Oh, it's not. What's the camera? The camera says maximum resolution of 960 by 720. That is not. That's not five megapixel. So maybe that's the one drop for stills. But but yeah, 720p on video, so that's good. They kind of had to. I mean, all these, these flip Mino cameras and stuff, they all do at least 720p. It's interesting they don't say that in the marketing, though. That's, that's weird. It's only on the tech page. Anyway, we spent too much time on that. But uh, it's a pretty sweet upgrade if you're into iPods. You know, there's a, there's, Definitely. A, there's a tiny piece of me that says, ooh, what if you just had a crap phone? Who cares what kind of dumb phone you have for some cheap amount for calls? And then you had this for all your everything else. No, you wouldn't have 3G connectivity and stuff. But, the, but you know, over Wi-Fi, this thing's a damn good device. So I don't know. Contracts Not and stuff. Um, price, just, you know, from a price point, I could see why people would feel that way. So I totally understand that. Okay, what else? So that's that. Oh, pricing. 8 gig at 229 32 gig at 299 and the 64 gig at 400 bucks. Uh, so look for those soon. Uh, in the store. iTunes 10 is also out, and it is officially on my computer now, though I, I literally installed it about a half an hour before you and I started talking today. Sports a new logo, new social networking feature called Ping, and Ping is basically yeah. basically MySpace done, some would say correctly, others would say it's a ripoff, whatever. That's what MySpace wanted to be for music, but never really yep. seemed to be able to do. Uh, have you loaded it up? I mean, you're traveling, so you Probably don't even have it on. I your, know. No, uh, I don't have. I don't have a laptop. So I just have my iPad and my iPhone. I have so. it. Uh, I have it installed. Uh, installed, and I've actually activated my account. Um, and it's publicly viewable by by anybody who wants to see it. Uh, my only my only can compro- my only can problem my only problem with Ping is that I'm. It doesn't do anything but music the best I can tell. I would really, I think this would be really awesome if it was integrated into both the app store and podcasting. Um, but it's not, how does it handle the podcasting? It doesn't, it doesn't even, there's no, like, there's no hey, connection I, to that, that I can say. Johnson likes to listen to, um, you know, butthead podcast number five. And they, nobody can see that. No, what I, what I, all I can see, like if, for example, I'm clicking on lady Gaga on her, on her profile. And she's got a bunch of posts that are updates and stuff from people. Um, let's see. How many? Oh, tons. She's got tons of comments from people. 203 in her last one. Thousands on her second one. Um, anyway, there's no nothing else that I see on this profile page. And I figured this is a good one to do it on because it's a popular one. But there's nothing on here that says, oh, you know, favorite podcasts or current podcast listening to or any of that or you know current apps on my phone or any of that cool stuff i think that would be really really cool uh in a service like this because why not tie all this stuff together and i say all this thinking and knowing that they're going to add it at some point but we should demand it soon i think it would be there it's remiss that mm, that stuff's sure. not included it seems stupid to me um you're not biased by any means are you <laughs> no okay here's the other problem i have 
And again, this is a cursory understanding of how this thing works. I'm just now messing with it. How come Lady Gaga can do like Twitter update style stuff on here? Like she just wrote, I'm watching all my little monsters on iTunes ping. Someone else wrote, this moment of the show is one of my favorites. My vision and fantasy in New York, last slipper subway, blah, blah. They're like, they're like, it's like tweet updates, right? And then we can come in here and add comments. Um, if anything, it's more like Facebook, I guess. It's like, fa- it's like wall updates. Well, I go to my profile. Whoops, pull that up. I go to my profile and there's a recent activity area just like hers. But I can't type anything in there. It says instead, each time you purchase, review, rate, or like music on iTunes Store, it will appear here. Well, that's dumb. Is this all this is? Is just to say, have you log in and go, what music does Scott like today? I don't know. That doesn't seem very strong to me. Or that no, compelling. It's, kind of, it's not. Uh, the whole like music social thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too excited about this whole announcement of Ping. I mean, it's. Pretty much going to see what you like, what concerts you're going to, and we can comment on, you know, your music. You there? Hey, Lucia? Just a second. Hey, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. You, you got me now? Yeah, you cut off for a sec. So. Um, That's better, too. You sounded really far away. Now you sound closer. Maybe my mic switched around. So um, my so yeah, that, what you say is a good point. I just I'm just saying if they want to do, do this social networking stuff, they need to go all in. They can't just give us weird, lots not super usable features. I don't care about following Lady Gaga or any bullcrap she does during the day. So I'm not interested in that at all. So following other people is interesting to me. What's interesting to me is being able to discover apps and podcasts I hadn't heard of and music that's really interesting from friends of mine or from followers of mine or something like that. That all makes sense to me. But right now, I don't see what I can even freaking do here. I've got recent activity. Yeah, see, my profile is really, I mean, there's nothing to do here yet. Each time you purchase, review, rate, or like music on iTunes, it will appear here. That's not an, that's not that's not going to work for me. If that's all this is, then well, tr- try to like play a song that you like and see if, what option you can do with it. All right, let's try uh, this ACDC song. So here goes. Okay, I'm playing Back to Black. Uh, uh, there's nothing I can do here. I can. Uh, Break, consolidate. I can't do anything. And this also, by the way, doesn't include anything you may. Well, have... did you did, did you purchase that on iTunes? Yes, Black and Black? this particular one. Yes. And there's no option to say review this or post this on Ping or nothing. Zippo. Oh, they okay. After you played it, did it automatically appear on your timeline or I'm, anything like that? I'm looking right now. So let's go over to Ping. And according to Ping, my profile, no, (laughs) it's not doing that. And it only says that each time you purchase, review, rate, or like, it doesn't let you do anything else on the iTunes store even. So I'd have to like go into the store. It seems like just a way to get Do you have to go to go into ACDC, Back in Black on the iTunes store and say, I like this. And that will appear on your, I guess, way to do it. I guess. I don't know. Like, here's another one. Let's try. This is a soundtrack I have. Bought it recently. So I click the one button that takes you to the store where I bought it originally. So now I'm here and I can say, okay, well, I like it. Okay, now I've liked it. So I go back to ping. And my recent activity is Scott liked an album. This looks like something people just want to get you. This is just them trying to get you to buy more music, dude. Because this is the only way it matters. This is the only way it matters is if you're just buying more and more music. And I buy music, but I'm not like, you know, constantly going, oh, I got to check my statuses and see what the hell music to buy today. I don't know. This is, I'm a little irritated. I mean, I I realize I'm doing some discovery while we're recording this show, and that probably isn't completely fair because there's maybe some other stuff I need to find. And and trust me, I'm going to go through this as thoroughly as I can. But first impression is a little goofball here. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think next week when I get a chance to uh, go home and try it out myself, I can probably get a, give a better uh, t- 
take on it than going through <laughs> in a different country without access to ping. Good point. Yeah, good point. So we'll 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 talk about that more next week and get a little bit further into it. And I can't wait to hear some of the feedback that certainly you guys out there will have as well. Uh, so keep that coming our direction. Uh, but that's basically it. Did I miss anything? That was that was essentially the event. Um, I, I can't think of anything else Steve brought up. But on the whole, it felt like oh, I forgot about Apple TV. Duh. Oh, they have the hockey puck. You yeah, which is it's to? it's funny that that it's that I forgot to talk about that in, because it's the thing I went and bought already. <laughs> so the very as soon as he announced, oh, you pre-ordered it? it. Yeah, as soon as he announced, it, I went and pre-ordered it. Like I didn't even Seriously. pause. I'm a t- so excited for this thing. So here here's what I'm excited about: the old Apple TV. The the problem for me, and I, and it's interesting because I'm talking to other people with different perspectives, and the, and a lot of people disagree with me, but. Um, I know there's got to be people like me with my TV situation. I don't do cable. I don't do satellite. I dumped all that for uh, Netflix and Hulu and, and web streaming sources. And I have a, a Mac mini on my main TV and, you know, I'm, I'm doing it all sort of digital. And, and then there's Blu-rays and Netflix rentals and streaming and everything else. So um, all of that being the case, when they came out with this thing, they are, they're, they're answering all my issues with it, which it should be a streaming device. It shouldn't be about downloading and storing stuff. And I don't want to own a season of a TV show this way. Um, so if I, want to watch, I, if I want to watch Breaking Bad last season, I don't want to pay $37 for 13 episodes. I want to get them all for something cheaper than that. And once I've seen them, I'm done. So now I can do that. Well, hopefully if that network comes online, but I can go spend 99 cents a piece. That's 13 bucks for the whole freaking thing. I watch them right then. I have the two days to watch them, and you know, once I start the download, easy peasy sneezy, and the ability to to stream from an iPad or to an iPad or from an iPhone or to an iPhone, all that kind of stuff that they showed, very exciting. But the number one reason that this totally appeals to me, uh, aside from the focus on HD and everything else, is that it's ninety nine damn dollars. So for the price of what the old one cost, I could have like three of these in the house. All doing their thing. Still with the ability to stream from computers like I used to use my old one for. Still with the ability to, you know, do different stuff like that. And you know Boxy and others are going to hack the thing and make it even cooler. It's To me, it's a no-brainer. So I'm totally getting it. Well, I, I did get it. It's, Don't forget Netflix. Oh, yeah. And the ne- oh, that's the other thing. We are huge Netflix fans of the house. We use streaming constantly. And, well, not right now, but you know what I mean. This looks like a great Im- implementation of Netflix, and I'm going to use that above everything else I use. There's, there's just no question. So I'm, I'm stoked. So funny. Thing. Like if I get this Apple TV, I'll have three ways to get Netflix on my TV: the built-in way that comes with my TV, the PS3, and an Apple TV. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's funny because it's like you, you're not, you're not having trouble finding ways of getting Netflix in your living room. No, not at all. And maybe and that's they, a very, it's a smart move from Netflix. Yeah, like oh, be so open. Yeah, I was really hoping for you know Hulu or something else, but you know, Tom, well, I got Hulu. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I know, but Tom had a he had an idea about why this isn't on the Apple TV, and he's probably right. But there's you know these guys have to pay to sort of be on things, and they're doing a very different business model than Netflix. But um, on the whole, very excited. Can't wait to get it. Comes with an A4 chip, of course. This A4 okay. chip is all over the damn place. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, it is. But what? I have a big issue. What's that? Apple TV. Okay, <clears throat> I have kids, right? Yeah. Who like to watch programs, TV shows, cartoons repeatedly over and over again. Yeah. Okay. This whole 99 cents. Uh, for an episode to rent a TV show, it's not going to work with. It's not going to work for me at all, due to the fact that you probably have what 24 hours to watch it after you started it, right? You have two days. Yeah, 48 hours. Yeah. I thought you had. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's anyway, not, that's still not too bad. They can, they can watch a lot in 48 hours, dude. No, but I'm saying, but then like, oh, we want to watch it again. Next week, and then again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> so you're saying so you would rent two, it? Two ninety nine for per episode, right? No, ninety nine cents. Well, no, no, I'm talking about if I purchased it. right? Oh, nine ninety nine or dollar ninety nine for standard def and two ninety nine. Yeah, dollar ninety nine and two ninety nine for HD. So I'm I'm spending two bucks to watch an episode or a TV show that my kids want to watch over and over anytime they want. You know, so for me, 
the whole 99 cents renting of a TV show is not working for me at all. Well, okay, so one of the things they haven't confirmed is whether or not they're going to still allow people to buy existing television content or that but they'll the be able to in the is, future. Yeah, this is, I just, <clears throat> this is my theory. is like on your computer, you can still purchase it. Hopefully still do the season pass and all that kind of stuff and stream the episodes to your Apple TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something like that. So that's a possibility. Yeah, you're, you're right. And you're in a different kind of place than me for that. But also, if have, but if I'm an adult, you know, I only watch a TV show once and then I don't watch it again. Right. So for you, that and works Steve better. Made a, Steve made a great point. You don't want to have to worry about storage. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, like, I have the whole Battlestar Galactica season downloaded from iTunes in HD. And that mother takes up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, it does. I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, but see, Netflix is going to be a good thing for your. It already is for your kids, and using this for Netflix obviously will let them. Yeah, but whatever there's they want. Not, not all the latest and greatest stuff. They love, you know, they love Adventure Time. Adventure Time's all on Netflix, and again, Netflix for a long time coming. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. Anyway, I'm excited so, about it. I can't wait to get it. it. Yeah, it's. I think it's cool, and it's interesting. It's like how they just said, "Hey, you, your TV better support HDMI or." You're, you're out of luck. All right, so that is the event. Uh, we enjoyed the crap out of it. I thought it went really well. On a scale from 1 to 10, I'd give it an 8 because it was exciting and fun. It's cool to see them focusing on music. I thought What's-His-Name from uh, Coldplay was kind of terrible. Really? Yeah, just didn't sound very good live. I don't know. These guys sound better in studios. He was a little off-key and sounded a little, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. It sounded I was, I uh, had the music going from my iPad and I was going to things in my room but uh yeah you're all crusty again but i don't care we'll leave it <laughs> i'm crusty yeah i blame the mexican government i don't know what's going on down there the federalists the federalists are up to no good all right let's do a quick one of these reviews Reviews. all right just a couple of easy quick reviews for me today and eric you don't even have anything on here because so i think you're You've been away. I didn't, yeah. But I, I, can, I can review something. Well, let me tell you about Splode. Uh, Splode. This, I saw that. It's a black and white thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's black and white when you're playing part of it, and it's color when you succeed, and it's, it's a freaking trippy game. But on the iPad and iPhone, Universal app, $1.99. It's an absolute steal. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, except there's a bunch of spores on your screen. It's all black and white when you start this thing. And... You explode one of them, and the goal is just to tap one. And when it explodes, you want to make sure it explodes in a way that has the best possible chain reaction with all the other surrounding spores. So it'll pop, and if it's in range of another, that one will pop and move toward a bunch of other groups. And then those all have delayed pops. So when it moves into the other group, it pops. And then those guys are all have delayed pops as they've been pushed out. It's very physics sort of based, I guess, kind of cellular physics in a way. Um, and the goal is to get whatever the, the, the required amount of spores removed by popping them for that round. So it might be 20, for example. So you want to be able to kill 20 of these things in a chain reaction. And it sounds really easy, and at first it is, but it gets way more complicated. The spores get way smaller, and the higher levels start to just drive you crazy. But they are also very, it's very much like, oh my gosh, I finally did it. I'm going to do the next one. I'm going to do the next one. And you can't stop uh, playing this thing. It's beautiful on the iPad. looks good on the iPhone as well. And uh, it's only two bucks, and it's uh, one of my favorite uh, iPad games that I have. It's it's a great use of the space. Um, it's very uh, like uh, Osmos or whatever it's called. Uh, it's very kind of uh, atmospheric and artistic and kind of trippy, and not a lot of menus. Uh, it's very quiet, kind of zen-like game experience, and I recommend it for all owners of both devices. Again, that is called. Uh, Splode, S-P-L-O-D-E, on the iPhone and iPad, buck ninety nine. It is universal, so buy it once and have it on both. Uh, and then lastly... I like when they do that. I do too. I love it when they do that. Lastly, for me, is not really a review. It's just a note that Netflix for the iPhone was released since we last talked, and uh, it is fine. Um, what impressed me the most, I think, is A, that they are using an actual custom interface for the phone, so they're not just trying to cram the web crap in there like they do on the iPad. I really wish they'd update on the iPad. It's just kind of janky. Um, but the, the the new interface is good, 
And what I like the most about it is that it works great over 3G. I've been able to watch plenty of stuff over 3G and not not really have a problem. I can tell it's definitely a lower resolution, a lower bit rate when I do. Um, but at that size of screen, it's not really that big of a deal. And if you're if you're just trying to get some stuff on the go, that's a great thing to to have. Uh, still prefer the quality of the larger screen on the iPad, but that's really only when in, I'm in Wi-Fi range anyway. Uh, but cool stuff. So if you haven't gotten it, it's free. And if you have Netflix, there's no reason not to get it. Um, I'm sure most of you already do, but I just wanted to make mention of that as well. So Eric, you have something to review this week? No, I was just going to talk about that. I also got Netflix for the iPhone. Mm. And let me say that it looks beautiful on a retina display. Really? Oh, it was, I was the qual. I was, you know, I'm throwing the Wi-Fi. Streaming yeah, Wi-Fi. Right. I watched him the whole movie on my iPhone, and the detail was so sharp. It was really good, and I was really impressed with the quality. Um, so, I would. It'd be interesting to see, you know, uh, compare like a, the 3GS and the iPhone 4, just the uh, the screen images quality, comparing it the the Retina display with the regular display, because I was really impressed with the quality over the Retina display. Did I tell you I walked into the Apple Store last week, the Salt Lake City Apple Store, and uh, talked to the guy? And you the front. busted the windows open and tried to steal stuff. <laughs> no, they have that all cleaned up. It looks really good. Um, but I, I talked to the guy there and I said, "Do you have any iPhone fours in stock?" He says, "Yeah, but we've only got the 32 gig version." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that's only? that's the one I want." And I I sat around tempted for a while, and then I left again. I can't believe I'm doing that. But, you're, you're waiting. You're yeah. waiting for that white one. Well, aren't part you? of it is I just had to get a new furnace and AC unit, and they were expensive. No, oh, those are expensive. So yeah. I'm kind of in this mode of like being super scrimpy on everything. So we'll see. Of course, I did. Ru- of course, I rushed right out and got a hockey puck freaking ITV or Apple TV again. But yeah, anyway. but that's that's uh, it's a big difference between 300 bucks and 100 bucks. Yeah, true. So anyway, uh, so there's that. So cool, yeah, we both recommend it. Go check it out. If you don't have it on your iPhone, you should. If you don't have it on your iPad, then what the heck's wrong with you? Uh, Netflix for iPhone, free, available today. Uh, what else we got? Uh, may as well do this. Update, update, update corner. A couple of quick updates. Fragger, one of my favorite games on the platform ever, did get a new level, and I ripped through it in one sitting because I get so addicted to that game when new stuff comes out that I can't do anything else. Uh, it's awesome as usual. The, the puzzles just get crazier and now we're just waiting for the Atlantis update, which is their next big uh, level update. And I hope Fragger knows this. If they give us like say five of these level collections and then come out with a new game, I'm totally fine paying for that. (laughs) I'll I'll buy your next game. (laughs) I I love their, I I think it's awesome how they, uh, they keep the, uh, the app size down, Like I finished the second level, and they're like, all right, here you unlock a new level. Do you want to download it? Yeah. You know, yep. get a, instead of doing a full brunt download right at the beginning. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. And not having to update it like a traditional app and stuff is pretty cool uh, for, yeah. for the added content. So I'm, I'm, I love that game. They did a news posting on their blog asking for um, people interested in making some of the levels and puzzles. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what comes of that. Uh, no, I thought you were going to say you're going to do one. No, hell no. I don't. I mean, I don't have time. But come but, on, don't you want to be a game designer, Scott? <laughs> Let me just drop everything and make Fragger levels. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, for no pay. You know, I mean, back it's, in the just for the glory. Back in the early '90s, I used to make Doom levels all the time. I was really, really? In, yeah, I was really into that for a long time. Then I did some Quake stuff, and I was really into. I used to it. do Starcraft and stuff. Yeah, StarCraft maps, all that kind of thing. So, But those days are behind me. But I am very excited for whatever they come up with next. Big props to Fragger. And also, the official Twitter app updated for the iPad today. Oh, yeah. Yep. In fact, oh, I don't have it loaded yet. I was going to look at it. But I haven't looked at it yet, so I don't know how it does. But it literally like, heard the news right before the show today. That the official you heard, oh, I, I loaded it up last night. It's, yeah. it's slick. I like it. I really, really like it. It's quick. Um. It's uh, very interface and very clean. Um, there's one little splashing thing. Like when you click on a thing, a profile will come up, and you're like, what the crap? Why is the profile coming? But you click on a tweet uh, when you do it in the landscape mode. But all you have to yeah. do is um, do a little swipe. Yeah. It gets rid of the, the profile. Yeah. So. That's, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, Osphormosis or whatever. 
Uh, how does it stand up against that? The one that we've been using? What's it called? Uh, Osphora? Yeah, whatever it is. I hate their name. The worst thing about that app is the name. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the, uh, the, the Tweety thing is, is like when you click on a, you know, when you click on a tweet, it like does this weird, pushes everything over to the side type of thing. It's, it's, and you see their whole profile yeah. when you're looking at a tweet, which is, I don't know, understand why it, you need to see the profile when you click on a tweet. I don't know. Not sure about that. Seems pretty well, the slick. Thing is, is it, what, what happens is, is it shows that, say, if there's not a link in the tweet and you click, and you click on it, if, and then it shows the profile of that person that tweeted it. But if there's a link, it opens up the link in a window below the tweet. Oh, I see. All right, so I'm looking at the timeline now. Oh, yeah, that's weird. So if you click on the tweet... Um, but also what's kind of nice is if you click on the tweet, you can see the conversation that's yeah. going on instead, instead of the profile. But if you just click on a tweet, uh, you see their whole profile. It strikes me. Uh, it strikes me from just a cursory look here and I'm looking at it right now. It strikes me as a, it's, it's a design aesthetic taken from their Mac app more than their iPhone app. Uh, yeah. sort of that sidebar and stuff, which but I you use see that, pro- that profile that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do see that. You have that. to kind of swipe it off. But if it's cool that if it has a has a link, it will load the link up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't and then know. you can see it, see the conversation if there's a conversation going on. I'm going to have to play with it, see what's going on. But so far, so good. So Tweety slash Twitter official app uh, available now. I like it, though. It's, kind of, it's very quick, though. That's one thing I noticed. It loads the tweets up really quickly. Okay, and also I want to make a quick note. If you have an iPhone 4 or a 3GS, but the 4 and the iPad really show it off the best. Um, But if you have an iPad or an iPhone, you need to go get the free Epic uh, Citadel demo level that they showed briefly on stage yesterday uh, from Epic Games. You're talking about the Sword? uh... Yes, Project Sword. On the on the Epic app store, store yeah. on, on the app store they actually call it Epic Citadel. It's basically just a, a let you walk around that that castle that that was all set in. There's no oh, fighting. Oh, you just kind of kind of you kind of see the uh, the environment, huh? Your mind will be blown. I cannot believe what I'm seeing on the screen. Like this just has to make Sony and Nintendo crap their pants collectively. It's really impressive. And even Ooh, on the, even on the 3GS, what it looks like on a Retina display. Yeah, it's got to look really good. You got to try it. It's just amazing, and there's nothing really to do but walk around, but it's beautiful. That engine is whew, really, really tight. It's all based on Unreal Tech and stuff and just blew my mind. I cannot wait to see what actual game comes out of this. It's very, very exciting, so go check that out as well. Um, yeah, I never did see these. Like, game Center just came out of nowhere, huh? Yeah, they kind of did. It's like next week it's going to be up and running. Yeah, about time. I think that's yeah. why my iPad's been delayed. They've been dinking around with that. I want Game Center on my damn iPad. I gotta wait till November for that. Ugh. That's so weak. Whatever. It, is, it looks like they have Angry Birds already on there. And yeah, that's true. Good. All right, time for this. Here's your stupid app of the week. Derp. Okay, just a quick reference to a stupid app of the week this week. This is, the app itself isn't that stupid. It's a decent photo adjustment app. Like it's got okay stuff for that. I'm more calling out the uh, the translation of the description. This was sent to us by David Enemy of London, UK. Um, and I'll just give you a little piece of this, just to give you an idea. Pictone is, is simple adjustment, has been taking pictures. I enjoy the process simulator Toy Turtle to cross the development. Features Pictone, the color photographs of Ordinary Strange. Although generally appropriate action to make beautiful color, Pictone does the wrong purpose. You can see color photos of strange taste of it. I'm reading this word for word, dude. I know you are. More adjustments to their liking. The photos are bright or darker. One has a different expression each. Pictone effects can be adjusted using the adjustment. (laughs) All right. Anyway, that's awesome. I freaking love it. <laughs> somebody, somebody used uh, 
Somebody totally used uh, like Google Translate or something. Yeah. It's made by Morikoshi Man, and it is 99 cents. Pictone, that's P-I-C-T-O-N-E, on the App Store now. The app is okay. It's the translation you, that is great. And then, yeah. So thanks, David. We appreciate that. Um, okay, let's do... We got a call uh, today. This comes in about... This is from our friend Amy Elk, who's having trouble recording. Hey, Scott and Eric, it's Amy Elk from the Drawerful of Dreams podcast again. I'm hoping you guys have some words of wisdom for me. Um, As you may or may not know, I do something similar for my show as uh, Scott does for the Diary of a Cartoonist, where, uh, you know, I'm just sort of recording voice memos on my iPhone and then converting them. The problem is that... Number one, they won't sync anymore, as I mentioned before, and I've been using the whole little copy over the QuickTime movie and convert it file trick. Um, but the problem is that about halfway through, the audio quality starts to degrade significantly to the point where by the end of the episode, the audio is just completely unintelligible. Um, and... It's not like the connection changes or anything, and I test it out first and make sure that it sounds okay. It's literally just, it just degrades over time, and it just sounds horrible. So I I don't know what could be causing this. Could it be, like, the fact that I'm still on an iPhone 3G? Could it be, you know, I've changed changed mics. It's still, um, you know, an an iPhone, uh, you know, little headset mic that I'm using, but that's never been a problem before. Um, but I do have a new one because my old one was doing this just all the time. Um, but I, I'm just losing shows left and right. So if you guys could help me out, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Derp. All right. Thank you for the call, Amy. And I have the recommendation for you. Uh, sorry, I turned something off. Uh, the, the recommendation is I don't think you're using the good, a good enough app. I think that app sucks. Um, I don't think it's your phone. I don't think it's th- the fact that it's 3G. I don't think it's any of those things. I think whatever app it is you're using kind of blows. It, does she mention what app she uses? She doesn't, um, unfortunately. And I, so I don't know what she's using. I don't think it's the built-in app because those are a different file voice format. Memo. Yeah. So if that's the case, uh, if you're using some third-party thing and you're copying over MOV files, which seems also weird that that's the format they would be in, I'm going to point you in the direction of recorder. It's the first app that'll show up if you do a search on iTunes. It's called Recorder. I've been using it forever. There's only one problem with this app right now, and that is the latest iOS 4 update, the one that fixed the, uh, the Flash problem or the Adobe deal, uh, made it so when this app, when, when you hit the sleep button on top, it kills whatever recording you're doing. It used to be that you would, the recording would just continue on uh, when, when the thing would go to sleep and it didn't matter. But that happens now without you really noticing it, and suddenly you, your recording ends, and you lose everything. Uh, so if you if you're not using 4.0 on that 3G, then you should be okay, or 4.01, you should be fine. Um, and I'm sure they're going to patch it. They've actively been supporting this app for a very long time. It lets you record phone calls. My favorite part though is it lets you record in a high quality mode, which is an uncompressed mode. The files are a little bit bigger, but it lets you wirelessly sync them to your browser anywhere on a Wi-Fi network. So if you're at home and you just say, put in this web address and you do that and your phone says, hey, someone's trying to download your file, you say yes, you click the file and bam, you've got it and then you can drag it straight into GarageBand or Audacity or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is you're using and, and convert it to whatever you want. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Just move to a, a better app because it sounds like what you've got right now is something's janky there. Um, yeah, definitely. And I wonder if she has, she's on a 3G, right? Yeah. I wonder if the iOS or is maybe making some havoc. It could be. That's. I mean, all we hear about are 3G problems these days in iOS 4. Yeah, but the thing is, as Steve said, you know, it fixes a lot of the uh, problems with the 3G, uh, the, new, the new update that's coming out next week. Yeah, so. which is good. So watch for that. Uh, thank you for the call. Thank you very much, Amy. We appreciate that. That's it for calls this week, anyway. <laughs> we got wow. we got well we had more but there's we don't have a ton of time and most of them were some of them were really good but rendered mute by the meeting or by the by the steve's thing yesterday like there were issues very yeah. specifically that ended up coming out so yeah stuff like should i get a nano they're pretty cool but i can't decide well now i think you just decide and get it 
Curtis yeah, says, we got emails. Curtis says, hey, App Slappy Dudes, just a quick question. I noticed that one of the new iSkin cases for the iPad has a sizable hole in the top part, which covers the screen. Didn't know if you guys thought that they were trying to make the cases for iPad 2 compatible or what. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Derp. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, no idea, but it depends. I mean, some of these accessory manufacturers have some access to Apple and know what's coming down the pipe because we saw that with those those leaked cases for the iPhone or for the new iPods. Um, so it's very possible. I also am of the opinion that they're for sure putting a camera in the next one. So it's probably a safe bet even for people who don't have a connection with Apple or an inside line on what's going on. So Yeah, the, pro- the problem is, is we've seen the iPod touch cases with the camera hole like years ago. <laughs> I mean, the I- iPod touch ones. Yeah, it always seems like a, they're always anticipating it, but it never happened until now. Yeah. So until now. But I, I'm, I am willing to bet an appendage. I'll say, let's see, left hand pinky finger that Apple puts a camera in the next iPad. I'm sure. But of it. definitely, you know, they're going to do uh, a front facing camera at least. Oh yeah, at the very least, you're doing FaceTime for sure. Yeah. Totally. Probably doing FaceTime. Yeah, maybe maybe not a camera to take pictures of stuff because it is kind of a weird format for that. But but for sure we're getting FaceTime. So watch for that. Uh, last email from Mark who says, "Do you think Apple is missing the boat with the podcast community when it comes to ping? Music is fine, but I think adding podcasts to the mix is important too. What do you guys think? We kind of already said so, but I will agree again. Uh, is that, this Mark uh, Spagholio now? No, no, it's not. Both name the same way. No." It's different, Mark. If it was Mark Spagnuolo, we'd just make fun of him for 10 minutes. But since it's this guy... Yeah, that's, know, that's what I thought. I thought we going to make... I was looking <laughs> forward to that, making fun of Mark for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know what I really miss? Patrick's segments. What's he doing? Yeah, what, what, what is Patrick doing? I don't know. He may be at Nerdtacular O... Or 20, 2011, he said. He told me. So we'll see. Oh, that'd be awesome. I know. It would be incredible. It'd be really great. We could make up for all the... All the segments in the world would be... You know, dust in I the wind. I think maybe we should we should have somebody. You know, since we don't have the Patrick segment anymore, have somebody out there just do an impression of Patrick doing a segment. I agree. Anyone <laughs> want to do it? Step up to the plate. In, uh, <laughs> that's going to be about it for the show. I do want to mention some iTunes shoutouts for some fine folks who left us high reviews on iTunes. I want to thank Forty Yo Fan Man, uh, War Bacon, and Denevo Hombre or Denevo Hombre. Left us five-star reviews. Thank you guys so much for those. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you are in the market for a new domain, a renewal, or some kind of hosting package at GoDaddy.com, don't forget the codes we have for you. App 1, App 2, and App 3. That'll save you money on hosting domains, renewals, and so much more at GoDaddy.com. And thanks to them for sponsoring the show. also want to mention Touch My Apps, our good friends over there. Great articles going up all the time about apps and news about the iPhone and the stuff that they covered this week covering all the stuff that we kind of talked about, too, with their own unique take and angle. So go check them out at touchmyapps.com. You can, of course, find this episode and all other archives of this show at appslappy.com. You can email us at appslappy at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash appslappyshow. Eric, any parting thoughts from the land of Mexican uh, water you shouldn't drink? Damn, he's there. I don't know what that means, but I'll agree. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Let me let me see. Oh, I thought you said something in Spanish. <laughs> I did say something in Spanish. I said, "Let me see." Oh, and then you cut me off. Oh. So anyway, go ahead. What do you got? Say, mm, uh, la cucaracha, la cucaracha, running up and down the wall. <laughs> nice bilingual thing happening there. Uh, thanks everybody for being here. That's gonna do it for us. Episode sixty-one is just around the corner. Until then, take care. Later. Oh, 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 oh. Adios. <laughs> nice. Thank you for listening to App Slappy. For more great iPhone, iPod, and App Store coverage and archives of this show, visit AppSlappy.com. Hey, Scott and Eric, this is Mike from Germany, and uh, love the show, love the whole Frog Pants lineup. Uh, Last show you were talking about some free texting 
uh, apps that were out there. I used to use Pink Chat as well, but just got on my nerves because you had to have an ID and you had to let your friends know your ID and it was just a big pain in the ass. Uh, the one that I use and that pretty much everybody uses that I know that has an iPhone is a WhatsApp Messenger. WhatsApp Messenger. Available in the iStore, uh, in the App Store for uh, probably 99 cents in the US, 79 cents here. And uh, it's basically, it looks through your phone book and sees who is in your phone book by the phone number and who uses the app and uh, then automatically adds them to your address book and then you can send them texts, voice memos, your location, pictures, video, whatever, completely free. Um, so, like the guy who called, if he has an iPhone, his wife has an iPhone, they both download WhatsApp Messenger, and they can text away for free. Hope that helps. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.